What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise and Biko. It's the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, the Franchise. You know, my co-host Biko will be joining us momentarily. He's in the spoils right now. You know, he's reading the news, taking care of business. You know, same old thing. Well, I got you guys just alone. This is our first show of 2020. Woo! We made it to 2020. New decade. So... Yeah, I apologize, guys. Um, I know we were supposed to do, like, some kind of decade review last, like, a year review last week. But since we felt, you know, a lot of things uh, we went through this past year. And we just felt that, you know, we needed to take a week off. Um, We had, like, you know, we had to go to a New Year's party and all that stuff. So we said, you know, let's take a one week break and decide to come back again this week to, to... Pretty much open up uh, the first new episode of 2020. So, um, pretty much, um, let's get this going. Uh, and Biko will be joining us momentarily. Um, um, right now, today, um, new, the New Mutants trailer just uh, pretty much came out. Of course, you know, if you remember that film, it, it was filmed back, what, three years ago? Kept getting delayed. You know, it was like Fox's last, you know, X-Men, old, X-Men you know, run property before, you know, the Disney merger. You know, there were... Talks of, you know, that we're going to do a lot of reshoots and everything. I mean, it went through a lot of, like, delays. Excuse me, a lot of delays. And, um, finally, this year, they decided, you know what? We're going to release it. So, it's going to come out April of this year. And they just, like I said, they just released a trailer. I have not seen it yet, but it's supposed to be, you know, the, the writer who's one of the creators... Omni Mutant had a cameo in the film. It had some involvement with the film itself. Um, it's like it's supposed to be kind of like a horror type um, atmosphere, kind of, but it's like in, in the X Men universe. Of course, you know, um, I'm curious interested to see. Like, I probably will catch the trailer later and just to see how it is. Um, just you know, just to give it a hopes up. I mean. We're, hopefully we'll get to see the X-Men coming soon to the X-Men, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All we know is the only thing we know, that any indication of any X-Men thing was Ryan Reynolds. If you remember um, last month, he announced that he is working with Marvel Studios on the third Deadpool film. So we were thought it was going to be X-Force, but I get the feeling with now with the X-Men Fantastic Four all under one belt, we're probably going to start seeing integration of other characters. Case in point, you know, Black Panther 2, possibly... There's been rumors going on about Namor making an appearance in Black Panther 2 because, of course, of that one line by Okoye saying there's some tremors in, in the in the ocean, in the ocean region. So possibly, you know, in the Atlantic Ocean or probably by them, it's like possibly Namor might be going to war with um, T'Challa. So, and of course, Fantastic Four, we'll see how they get because, you know, that was hinted ever since, like, um, Spider-Man Homecoming that the building got bought, that the Avengers tower got bought by you know somebody else so that could be an indication that you know if Texas 4 bought that building that's gonna become the Baxter building I mean there's a lot of things going on with Marvel this week um this year because um of course when you mutants we got Black Widow coming out this year and of course um they did announce WandaVision got bumped up to 2020 um it was supposed to be 2021 but they announced WandaVision will be on Disney plus in this year um like I said, there's a lot of big things coming out when it comes to comic books and stuff. And, of course, um, if you guys are Ninja Turtle fans, um, I saw the documentary, you know, um, The Toys That Made Us. I saw the episode with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, you know, they had the interviews with um, 
Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Of course, there were separate interviews. I talked about, you know, the beginnings of the comic, um, what they did, how to bring those characters alive, and, you know, the licensing, the toys, and all that stuff, how Playmates took a big gamble on creating the toys and seeing if it was going to sell well. And, of course, they talk about the TV show a little bit because, basically, that's how you, you know, when you make toys, you got to base off TV show off it just to, you know, sell merchandise back in the day. Um, of course, they, they had interviews with Eastman and Lair, and then on the first time, ever since, you know, they started talking again. And, um, they got together again, and it's been announced, like, later this year, they are going to be working collaboratively with IDW for a new Ninja Turtle story for the first time ever. So I'm excited for that if you're a Turtles fan. I am thinking of like picking up the IDW Ninja Turtles because that to me a lot of people are saying that it's really interesting to read because it's kind of like a reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they added like Bebop and Rocksteady are pretty much, you know, they're in the comics. So they're technically canon. So because remember those characters were created for just for the TV show. And, of course, you know, it was also, too, to sell merchandise. And um, they decided, you know, they decided to make them canon. And, you know, Kevin Eastman had some involvement with, you know, with the with the comic, with the IDW comic. And, of course, they just made 100 issues. Um, so, like I said, I, I know they're selling, like, the hardcover editions. I heard a lot of people say you should get the hardcover because, you know, it's, the, the covers are freaking awesome. And I might, might hold much of that. I might go on Amazon and order the covers. I'm not going to save money to get it. But... And start reading it because I mean, honestly, I I do have like the the first collective volume when IEW got the publishing rights to the Turtles. Ever since like you know, like I said, uh, Viacom bought the Turtles back in two thousand nine. Um, they decided to release the comics um in collected editions. I have the first volume which has like you know the first issues of Eastman Layers TV Ninja Turtles. You know, that shows you know when the Turtles first make their appearance, they kill Shredder and all that fun stuff. So. Definitely something to look forward to if you're a Turtles fan. Definitely check that out. Um, other than that, um, I just started watching The Witcher. <laughs> so, started watching that. I'm barely like two episodes in. You know, I I got the video game Wild Hunt. I'm probably going to go be like those people that, <clears throat> you know, they watch the series and like, oh, I'm going to go back and, you know, watch, you know, The Witcher. And I just saw the first two episodes, and it's kind of cool. I mean, I never read the books, but our buddy Ivan, he read the books, so he was, like, looking forward to this show, and it looks good. Like, the effects, the visuals are great. You know, Henry Cavill is pulling it off as Garot of Rivia, and, you know, you got Siri, you got Syria, you got, you know, Yennefer, Trish Marigold. I mean, people are, you know, if they play video games, they're surprised they're, they don't look like the video game concourses because... People don't realize this is more off the book, so it's based on the descriptions in the book, which is kind of cool because it's like a diverse cast because people got used to the video game, so they were expecting, you know, it's a video game. But you got to remember, the video games were like a loose adaptation of the works. So CD Projekt just barely settled with the author on, you know, financing. You know, they came to some kind of like financial agreement. So if they do want to go back and make more games based on The Witcher, now they got permission, they finally settled with the creator, so, of course, you know, right now, they're pretty much focusing on Cyberpunk 2077, which comes out this year, I mean, there's a lot of games coming out this year, like Last of Us Part 2, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy VII Remake, you name it, they're coming out, you know, all these games, it's like, and of course, supposedly later this year, we're gonna get the, you know, the Project Scarlet, which now is an Xbox, which is titled, like, 
the Xbox right now. I don't think it's Xbox One, but it's just Xbox right now. They're, they're saying technically. Um, and then you got PS5. Supposed to have this holiday, but to me, I got a PS4. I'm not in a big rush to upgrade right now because honestly, I don't have 4K TV. I'm not planning to get a 4K TV. I'm one of those people like, if your TV ain't broke, don't upgrade. I mean, it works. And plus, with Sony supporting the PS4 for the next two years, that's how. I mean, the PS4 still has a long life because, like I said, there's a lot of games going on. I understand with the PS5, it's going to be backwards compatible. That's the only thing. For to me, I'd rather just wait until there's a pricing point until they get all the bugs fixed. Because you know, the first generation systems sometimes they don't go as well. I wonder if like the second generation launch, once they get all their kinks and all the bugs fixed and everything, make sure everything you know what they promise is actually what they're gonna what they're gonna deliver. So um, I'm gonna haul off on it. Sorry guys, I'm like really thirsty. <laughs> I just ate. Um, but anywho, it's like like honestly, it's like I mean I've been gaming since you know I was four years old when I had the Nintendo Entertainment was my first system. But it's like honestly, on average, like. Most systems I ever bought in my life were pretty much the 360 and the PS4. Uh, both my folks and I did half and half because my mom wanted to get me something Christmas. She's like, if you want, we'll go half and half on the Switch. You know, I don't like to ask too much for my folks, but she wanted to give me something. But yeah, but it's like when I bought the 360, yeah, I bought one of the first generation ones. I went through so many. Um, Technical repair because, of course, you know, I end up being one of those people that have gained the Red Ring of Death after a month of using the system. So, like, one month. So, it's like, you know, that's one thing that's kind of made me paranoid of getting on our system. Because I got used, now I got used to the PS4 because, you know, I had Xbox, I was went back to Sony because, I mean, we didn't get a PS3. We had a PS2, we had the PS1. But it's like, going back to, like, Sony, but what kind of brought me to the PlayStation 4 was because, you know... I'm a big anime guy, you know, I do talk about anime a lot in the past episodes of the podcast, and of course with the PS4, they have a lot of JRPGs, and being, you know, Sony's pretty big in Japan, they're, I kind of applaud them because they're able to bring all these, like, works from Bandai Namco, you know, Nice America, Falcom, Maxi, all these companies that make games in for in Japan, they were to bring them over here to the U.S. for us to play them. That's what kind of, like, draw me to the PS4. Um, and plus, like, most of my cousins, like, in Mexico, they have PS4, so it's, like, another way to play with them, but it's been a while since I played with them. But that's what kind of drew me, too, because most of my family played on PlayStation 4. So it's, like, I got to go on Xbox, but it's, like, I just wanted, like, a change of pace, you know, something different. And, of course, I'm on PS4, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Um, and right now, too, it's like, I'm excited about, you know, 2020 is because, of course, um, new anime, you know, Attack on Titan Season 4 will be coming out this year. It's going to be the final season. I know Food Wars got announced for a fifth season. And, um, of course, I'm watching My Hero Academia right now, Season 4, which is awesome. I just caught up on the manga right now. I just finished Volume 22 of the manga. So, basically... With the anime playing catch up right now, and of course, Heroes Rising. I'm looking forward to what that film comes out because it's supposed to be out. It came out last month in Japan, but they did announce, Funimation did announce that with a partnership with Toei for Toho uh, Animation and Studio Bones, they're going to bring Heroes, the movie Heroes Rising, here to the US and Canada. Just waiting to see what dates they're going to have it available because, I, lucky for me, when the first film, Two Heroes, came out, Last year, I had an opportunity to go see it in theaters, which was fucking amazing because you had other fans there who were fans of the series. And because it's one of those, like, 
I do highly recommend My Hero Academia. I mean, if you're not a big anime person, but if you like, you know, reading about superheroes, and, you know, to me, the manga is really good. It's another entry point. Like, I do recommend you guys try to read manga. I mean, yeah, you got, you know, Marvel Comics, you know, DC, Image, IDW. Read manga because honestly, that's what that's pretty much people's gateway to anime because most anime is based on manga or adapted from manga. But there's some original animes out there, but manga is really great because you get to see, you know, the the effort that the artist, the manga artist, the mangaka, like you know, pretty much puts their heart and soul into the work. And then of course, My Hero Academia, you know, the author, um, he was inspired by, you know, reading, you know, Marvel Comics growing up. And it's kind of cool because, I mean, honestly, the, what if, you know, like I said, the whole premise is basically what if 80% of the world's population had powers or quirks, they call them, which is kind of a funny name to call powers. But, but I mean, it's something, you know, a little different. Like, that's like people are used to have people having powers. Um, it's kind of funny because you have some that'll have agencies or pretty much people use their quirks for bad. So it's like... And people are, like, used to it. And then you got the cops that know how to handle the situation. And, of course, you got All Might, who's basically, like, a, an homage to, like, past superheroes from the Americas. Because every time he says an attack, it's usually named after a state. Um, but definitely, I definitely, you guys definitely um, need to read the manga first. To give you an idea of what My Hero Academia is all about. And then watch the anime. I mean, you can either watch it sub or dub. I like both. Um, both, you know, Funimation did a good job with the dub, and they try to keep it so close to the script, to the Japanese script. There's not much of a difference. Yeah, they had to tweak a few words just to appease to what their audience is, but honestly, there's not much of a change. Um, both jokes fall either way, because I think now, what I like about the dubs now, they're slowly making people understand, you know, Japanese culture, and of course with Japan's whole, you know, letting them, you know, have anime, making anime more accessible to other countries. And, you know, they're being more open with their culture and willing to share. Um, because, you know, I mean, I that's one of the places I do want to visit. I definitely want to visit Japan, visit Tokyo, um, visit, you know, Shibuya District, visit Akihabara, which is the electric city. Um, you know, Ikebukuro. I mean, there's some place I would like to visit, and that's something, you know, I want to plan on. Yeah, because I, I want to travel, you know, be able to do stuff like that and, you know, have these experiences because, you know, you only live once. So, you know, definitely want to do that. Um, like I said, there's a lot of films, you know, coming out this year and TV shows as well. I'm trying, like I said, I just started The Witcher and also trying to get back to the, the, the DC television universe and get into, you know, I pretty much was watching a few episodes of The Flash leading up to the... Elseworlds um, crossover event, which, of course, I'm a season behind, guys, so I have not seen the current season of all the shows, because um, I know they're trying to wrap up the Crisis of Infinite Earths um, crossover event, so i got to watch all these other shows just to get myself, you know, pumped up for when Netflix gets those shows. Once those seasons are ended, Netflix will get those two weeks, because I think this is, like, their last year of their agreement with the CW, but, of course, you know, with HBO Max um, coming out, Later this year, of course, Warner Media. That's like Warner Media's big, you know, streaming thing, which they're trying to pretty much put themselves as to give Netflix a run of its first money. Because of course, you know, if you remember, Friends is no longer on Netflix. You can't stream Friends anywhere until unless you had the DVD collection. 
good luck. I mean, and we're not showing it. Um, but you got to wait till HBO Max, which I believe is going to come out this spring, possibly May. And of course, South Park is going to be leaving Hulu soon because, of course, HBO Max got the rights to stream South Park, so they got them on their belt. But lucky for me, Rick and Morty, even though they're going to be streaming HBO Max. They're still going to be streaming on Hulu, so which is kind of cool. So you still uh, get access to that, to Rick and Morty and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's basically going to be like the years of streaming services. Like I said, it's, so many media companies are coming out with their own streaming services. It's kind of like, if you think, you got to give credit to Netflix because they're the first ones to start it. Their, their whole thing about, first they started, you know, or like renting DVDs by mail, and then of course they decided to go into streaming. And you guys got to remember, that was like your only source of streaming. I mean, Hulu was dormant at that time. They, I remember Hulu back in the day where it was like they just had TV next day. It didn't have that much on-demand content until, you know, they started adding all this stuff. And for me, then I discovered Crunchyroll. I remember Crunchyroll back in the day before they started offering premium. It was just online only. It was on your, you could only watch it on your web browser. And, of course, you had to go through the ads and wait, like, a week later to watch, you know, watch it with ads. But it was kind of cool. But it was kind of cool about what got into Crunchyroll was because you were able to get the episodes hours after it's in there in Japan already subtitled, which is kind of cool. And, of course, now with Funimation as well because, you know, they offer simul dubs where, you know, after the episodes there in Japan, they will go record the, 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 the and hours later they'll record the dub and have it out available for you guys the same day. So that's kind of cool. I mean, like I said, we're in this age where there's so many choices to choose from when it comes to streaming, what your what tickles your fancy. And, of course, you got Amazon with their shows, with their program, you know, pushing up their prime services a lot, and Amazon Original Films as well. So, there's like, like I said, there's a lot of choices to choose from. And right now, um, as I'm going through, like, the news right now, I see what, anything that stands out to me right now, and... Pretty much as like one thing I saw that that was like one of the things that stand out was of course New Mutants was announced. And of course um there's a lot of things and then of course right now Weathering with you which is coming out. They're gonna have like some US screenings, I believe the fifteenth and the sixteenth, I think Fantasy is doing it. I just saw they announced uh, they just released a dub trailer and announced uh Lee Pace and Allison Brie are going to be blending the voices to the two main characters in that film. And then that, that film is by the same studio that worked on Your Name, which was, to me, I saw that last year when it was available on Funimation Now for a limited time. Great film. Enjoyed the, the story concept. And, of course, it coming out with them with you, which is supposed to be kind of like, almost like a romantic comedy type of deal. But, I mean, Your Name, definitely, you guys definitely need to check that, move that film out. Um, it's a really good film, and I'm excited for Wedding With You. It's supposed to be, um, they're going to have, like, screenings, like, the 15th and 16th, so hopefully tickets are still available for that. Um, like I said, like, I'm just going through the news, and it looks like, um, of course, um, if you follow the entertainment industry, um, they had the Golden Globes last night, and, of course, they had Ricky Gervais, you know, Hosting again, and um, then uh, props to uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, he won for best actor for the Joker for Joker film. So he won for best actor. I think the Joker film is actually coming out this week on Blu-ray, if I'm not mistaken. So that film is available on Blu-ray. Let's see if I can pull up the results for Golden Globes. I don't, I don't watch the Golden Globes, but it's kind of interesting to see like who won and 
if anything big happened. Of course, last year, you know, when Jim Carrey was on there, and of course, they made a joke, you know, why was he doing on the television side, television table, like, was he doing the movie side, he did television, but then of course, the whole Sonic, he was going to be in Sonic, he talked about the film. Um, looks like i going to pull up some stuff here. We go. Looks like oh, Brad Pitt went for like best supporting act pick, actor in a motion picture for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm now interesting. And Aquafina won for act best actress in a musical comedy motion picture for The Farewell. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to see what they got here. I mean, yeah, I mean that's something that's like you know. Um, you can talk about that. Well, we can talk about a little bit about that. I, was, I just got to into it right now. Cause, uh, like I said, I was talking to mention Joker. Here you go, guys. Beekle's with us right now. <laughs> he just got back. <laughs> um, let me pull up here. Like, so many, like, companies that, like, oh, here we go, news. That's what I wanted to look at. That's what I wanted to see here. Oh, here we go. It says, Golden Globe Wars host Ricky Gervais uh, tears into uh, how would lead Disney, Amazon, and Apple. So... I guess it's from his monologue. This is from the Fox Fox News uh, website. Um, okay, it says he called out many stars in the room for the relationship to large corporations like Apple, Amazon. Mm-hmm. And this is what he says. Um, Apple roared into the TV game with the morning show. It's a superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. Yeah. He also joked as he says, so you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, Apple, Amazon, Disney, if ISIS had a streaming service, you would be calling your agents. Yep. And then he mocked the stars in the tennis relationship to the late sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Gervais declared that Epstein didn't kill himself, popping groans from the crowd. He said if ISIS was your agent... And he said if ISIS was a streaming company and you'd call your agents? Yeah. Oh my fucking God. That's and he one. says, shut up, I know he's your friend, but I don't care, referring to Jeffrey Epstein thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then he looks like he... Like I said, they got a lot of these quotes. Like, here's another one he said. This is about uh, Felicity Huffman and, you know, the whole college thing. Her and uh, Lori Laughlin right now are over the college thing. Which they rightfully deserve. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Aunt Becky, but... um, (laughs) This is the quote that he said last night during the monologue. You all look lovely, all dolled up. You come here in your limos. I can't hear a limo and a license plate was made by Felicity Hoffman. He said to the crowd who cringe. It's her daughter I feel sorry for. It must be the most embarrassing things that ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs, so <laughs> Her dad was in Wild Hogs? Wow. Who's dad? Felicity Hoffman's dad? I don't know. Who's her dad? Probably, who's his daughter? Who's his husband? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, William H. Macy. He's married he's married to Felicity Hoffman. Oh. Yeah, that's nice. He took a shot at Leo for his film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. <laughs> he even added, even Prince Andrew's like, "Come on, Leo, mate, you're nearly 50. <laughs> oh. oh, look at this! You know how you know Scorsese last year he had the things about the Marvel movies. It's funny how his daughter. <laughs> no, it's one thing I mentioned her. His daughter, her uh, Martin Scorsese's daughter, posted a picture on Instagram that. She got gifts for her dad, but she wrapped it with Marvel and Marvel characters of uh, wrapping paper. And this is what he says. Um, 
He also set aside some director Mars who says his comments about Marvel movies being like theme parks, joking that he doesn't understand why a director would be at a theme park. He's not big enough for any of the rides. So, uh, speaking of... There's a lot of quotes again here. It says, Jervis concluded scathing uh, monologue by warning the celebrities not to make any political woke statements while accepting their wars. He says, you're in no position to lecture to public about anything. He declared you know nothing about the real world. Most of you spend less time in school than Greta Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> this is all from the Fox News side, guys, if you watched the, the Golden Globes last night. With that, the whole screen, we welcome Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, so... Yeah, they were, they're the people that are in that show. Which I hear good things about. Like, I mean, obviously, the, they go on there. The morning show, I heard it's really good. I mean... But it's on Apple, right? See, that's the one thing I was mentioning right now when I did the intro to this episode. was like, there's so many, like... This year, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of streaming services now. It's like, you know, we got HBO Max coming out in the spring. Apple TV. There's a lot of stuff, like, spread out everywhere. It's like... It's like, and I know people are like bashing Netflix, but you think about it, Netflix was the ones that started it. They were the first ones to start a, a video streaming service. Mm. It was the only time you ever got a TV show was either you had to buy the blue the DVD, which usually cost about thirty or forty bucks, or you had to wait until they released the whole season, um, or you pretty much had to buy episodes, you know, and you had to buy just to see it on demand, you know. But now, now, you know, years later now, we are in this age where there's so many options to choose from. It's like, I remember back in the day, it was just cable was your only thing to go to. Or you had, and you're lucky you had premium services like HBO, Cinemax. <laughs> True, but... I, well, but I, they're acting surprised, but I, Apple's been in this game for the longest time. They've had iTunes since 2000, since the 2000s. But then, like, it doesn't matter. I know they iTunes lets you get all that shit. And mm-hmm. at that point, you don't have to subscribe. You just pay for whatever you want. Like, TV show, whatever you want. You can buy a whole season. You can buy individual episodes. And it wouldn't cost you as much as this. Sure, like, obviously, with the stream service, you're going to get... Unlimited. Un- they say unlimited, but there's a limited amount of... As much content as you can possibly absorb within a 30-day period of pay... Until you pay up again... But then it's like, now, I think with the co- the competition of, there's so many uh, streaming services, we're going to see, we're saying what, we'll say there's five major players, and just how you mentioned to me before we started recording with FX, basically, Disney's not stupid, so they went ahead and they're like, well, fuck it, nobody's going to want to pay extra anyways, and nobody's got cable anymore. The people who have cable are your grandparents who have cable who were born I in America. Got, I have ATT now. I have it digital. Right, but I don't have it we're like... not speaking in our demographic. Our demographic has it, but that's off. That's off of preference. It's not. It's not the standard everywhere anymore. Like having. Ha- I feel like going to somebody's house and wa- and seeing them have a satellite box or cable box. Satellite boxes probably are typical nowadays. When we were growing up, cable boxes were still a thing and very much an awesome thing. Of, uh, if you were able to, if you knew somebody who could, who knows somebody, cable boxes were the best. Oh, when you used to hotwire them, yeah. yeah. But like nowadays with satellite, and people are like, oh, fuck it, just give them everything, we'll give them a flat rate, and if they want extra packages, pay up. We're seeing that, but with live streaming, it's the same shit. So now, with the instance of Hulu and Disney, I, I'm not, I'm very puzzled into finding out if why people don't have both of them. 
I don't see why you wouldn't just get the bundle with that because in that in that mindset because you have all the different variety of entertainment you could possibly think of. If you're a sports fan, you get the ESPN thing in there, and if you want to get your nostalgic rocks off, Disney Plus is there, and then you have a nice little bundle. Get Netflix, get HBO, get Apple. If you are honestly have more time in your, if you have been, if you have been so fucking overwhelmed with all this other content like um balance it out like balance it right it's like with me it's like you it's know annoying i have it's, annoying. it's like with me i have verve which is honestly it's like if you guys know what verve is it's basically netflix for geeks because not only do they have like Crunchyroll, they have other like channels a lot of it's like you know they'll have like rooster tea they have high dive which is another streaming service that's like we're just fucking pitching this for free I mean, yeah, guys, we're pretty much shape plugging, so we're not getting paid for this, you know. Um, but we don't have to. We don't have to. But yeah, they you have options. It's like it depends. on when then you know they and the Hulu announced that they're gonna have a lot of the FX of shows past and present that could be available on demand on Hulu, which is awesome because you get to have shows like The Shield, all these old shows that used to be on FX, because you know they're shutting down FX now, because technically Disney owns it. The only thing Fox owns, and people don't understand, Fox just owns regional channels. So they just they still own the channel. And they own the news and sports. Because, you know, Disney can't have the sports because they own ESPN. It'll be more of a monopoly. You can't have a monopoly when you're in the U.S. You can't have that. Technically. Technically. So that's why they end up selling, you know, like Fox had to sell the international broadcasts of Fox Sports to other countries, other networks. Um but yeah, so that, you know, with Disney only FX, FXX, and National Geographic, then, you know, they're going to shut down the FX streaming service. So now you get to get those shows on Hulu, which is awesome because now you get digital content. Because honestly, once the agreement NBC Universal expires and NBC is going to go to um, start their own streaming service, Peacock, which is their new streaming service that they're working on, of course, um, a lot of their content is going to be available on there. You know, and they already announced, I just read today, that, you know, how they were doing that, you know, how they're doing revivals of old shows. Like, you know, Parking Punky Brewster, they announced, and then the Saved by Bell. Not like a revival, but a continuation. Uh, they're going to have Elizabeth Berkley and Mario Lopez reprise their roles as A.C. Slater and Jessica Spanel. But they just announced that for their one of the cast, for the lead cast, they announced a transgender actress is going to be... Um, Transgender actor is going to be one of the leads in the show, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's a it's just it's a change, it's a step up. So that's kind of cool. And like I said, a lot of thing, a lot of things changing. It's like it's a lot of things changing. Like I said, like twenty twenty is going to be an interesting year. A lot of things are getting added. New stuff's coming in. And of course, if you guys live in Illinois, you know what special thing got everyone was waiting for once that clock struck midnight on the thirty first. Um, yes, I'm talking about if you guys are pretty much sitting, living in the bar, or having been watching the news, um, of course we got legalized. Recreational marijuana is not available for consumption and use in Illinois, legally now. Um, but apparently, like, you know, Biko, with you being, you know, a user, um, what was your thoughts on that when, you know, going into that, you know, now that, you know... Um, I was, I was sharing... Actually talking with coworkers and people I remember and, and reminding myself of the past. And I never thought I'd live in a state... Uh, not not that things were changing, uh, at least from the state level, things were changing throughout the country. And I think with our elections popping up and how rigged it's going to be even more, because that's just how it works. 
we're gonna have it to where um, I think for Illinois to be a state to it's like the last state it, now. Um, we're not we're by any means of the universe. We're not the center of it when it comes to American politics, but we are very much on the up. Um, we're always put on the map because of um, Chicago being our prominent city and how uh, conditions there are being ignored, as as well as um, we'll say. An unbalanced, um, I want an unbalanced system of incarceration towards minorities and people of color, especially rampant in our state. And so, with the legalization, it, it kind of expunges those. It helps. It helps people who were in, who were thrown in for a plant, and essentially just trying to make best with whatever situation they're in at the end of the day. I know everyone has individual choices to make at the end, but you're only as good as the environment you're in and the resources available to you if you can. And so we saw that happen and people of color and minorities are targeted very roughly for, we'll say, quote unquote, drug dealing, which is really not. So it's good to see that um, people with records with very small... Um, very small crimes such as possession or or intention to To distribute whatever the case may be yeah like it's good to see i only read as much as eleven thousand cases were dropped but i know there's plenty more that they could expunge um and i'm not taking it away because there's both sides of that fence i'm not taking it away from yeah but like it's good that we our state is coming around to it the only downside i see is that our state's going to fumble it like they usually do and, and find a way to corrupt it which they've already begun doing it um as far as uh what we see it, it happening in ohio um i don't, don't know as much as michigan but we're seeing a lot of shadow investors because a lot of the people who are being offered licensing license opportunities mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, they were trying to exclusively bring it to people from rough, um, I want to say, like, sectioned off areas. They're giving them a chance to own their own thing. And to, and, you so know, more like to, the urban to, areas. Well, yeah. you could say go clean, essentially. Like, um, give an opportunity. You know, yeah. yeah, like the mob thing of um, the whole thing, like the Godfather, how they always say, you know, just when I thought I was about to keep pulling me back in. It's like, they try to go straight. So, like, in that sense, it's like, oh, well, not we... And we weren't seeing that in Ohio. They were getting a big problem with that. How they were saying, "Oh, on paper, this particular company was owned by an African American, for instance, or a, a Latino American, whatever." But it wasn't the case. They were on the name on the paper was that, but they were all originally bought. They were really owned by white men, and and we're not a racist podcast by any means. We're just that's just the reality we live in. Yeah, because honestly, that's how media portrays when it comes to like if you watch film and you know when it's kind of hard when you see like yeah, I mean it's the way drug dealers are portrayed on film is the same way they're usually minorities. Very yeah, few you see really, like I mean Breaking Bad maybe, and that was because of meth, but it's because white people smoke meth. It's just or weird. like, well, James Franco, I mean Pineapple Express, you know, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know if he's a good example of how a dealer is, but, I mean, honestly, he was the only person you know he was dealing pot. But, I mean... Let's just say in training day when Denzel Washington mm-hmm. sent Ethan Hawke to go into that house, there wasn't white dudes selling with drugs, and they had nothing in there, but there wasn't white... There was... Who were they? There were Mexicans, and maybe, like, two black dudes. So, basically minorities. Like, basically, right. that's how it was like in film and television. So... It's funny because that's how that's how like it's funny how that's how media portrays right. you know. But then, I don't want to like cut that away. But no, 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 no. It's like 
Yeah, that's like, you know, that's how media is always portrayed. That's how people see it. It's like, no, it's like the same thing. You know, oh, weed's legal now. It's like, people, you know, it's like the propaganda, but at the same time... They've been smoking weed since the earliest times. They Like, I was reading the thing the other day that they found in some old Chinese remnants things um, from an old fucking, like... It looked like a weird-shaped pipe, and they found some things of fucking marijuana in it. From, like, I'm talking, like, B.C. era. Like, the old... I mean... Remnants of that. Like, they can say whatever we want, but it's... The history speaks for itself. Like, we've been smoking marijuana and hemp. It's a big, big deal, but... The god of corporations had to come and ruin that shit, and so this... Now we're getting a new resurgence. So we're living through a, a specific t- a period of... I want to say, like, a renaissance. Mm-hmm. But we're living through a technological renaissance. We're living through an informational renaissance. I think we're living through a regressive, progressive time as far as um, intellect, intellect is concerned and conversation is concerned. Um, and the old, we'll say, mores and stigmas of shit is slowly but very much surely going away because it's just like... I think when it comes, we'll say, for instance, marijuana, the way it's viewed is like if you have a, what, at least from my experience now, I, growing up then from what I am now, I don't, it's not even like a, a taboo anything to where, like I, I talk to more people who smoke, have smoked and don't have a problem with it. Then I do, I'm, then I ever do meet people who are like, oh my God, you're a terrible person because you do this or that. But these are the same people who are also like, to, you know, religious principles. Religious or film or, or television or film going by TV. You like know. I'm not, right. So like, but I, that's the thing is that anything that gets portrayed in our media or whatever is going to be like the worst of the worst to get, to make you fearful. But until you try it. So like. I'm not going to be that person to be like, come on, just it's just a little weed. Like, what the fuck? Like, who cares? If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Yeah, it's, you have a choice. But now I know that in Illinois, at least, I would rather have somebody go buy a, a, a fucking joint or whatever, a pack of pre-rolls, than I... I would much rather hang out with a guy that's going to buy a pack of 12 pre-rolls than, I go, than a guy who's going to get a 30 rack of PBR. Because I would trust the guy who's smoking two blunts with me than I would with the guy who's, who just drank 12 PBRs straight to the head and is about to do something. Why? Because it's alcohol versus weed. Mm-hmm. At this point, so now, I, I'm i all about that having that freedom of choice. So, it's, it, I'm not saying that um, people are still not going to like find themselves in situations that they have to like go through the consequences for but you could still do stupid shit with weed i'm not i'm not saying you're not i'm fully aware i'm an enthusiast by the way guys but at the end of the day you could still do stupid shit like am i saying that the risk of it like you're not going to be uncontrollably out of your mind because you're still i don't know i don't get people are just like i get lost like edibles are a whole different thing like it's just like with anything, you're responsible. You can freak out with having a bunch of Big Macs, too. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not surprised if you move that fast. But nonetheless, it's like, I, as far as answering the original question of what do I think, I think it's great that uh, Illinois be- became, like, I don't number, I don't remember what number of states were on that. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it, dude. But, like, we're in there. We're, we're in there. As, as we're I mean, in there to- I know Bernie Sanders, yeah, guys, we're getting political. I know he mentioned that. If he gets elected, he's working on trying to uh, a plan to actually get it federally legalized. You should, man. It's a joke not to have it legalized. It's a joke. I mean, honestly, like I said, it's the same thing. If you use the pride responsibly, 
anything. Just like anything. Just like anything. You know, when you're drinking, you got to drink responsibly. That's why those, a lot of those companies are putting, you know, responsibly, you know, taking care of yourself. I mean, yeah, people give in the peer pressure and that's what happens. But at the same time, you're ju- you're you got to watch your body. You got to you know your body has to have certain limitations. You know, there's a point where you you can set yourself a limit. You know, you don't yeah, you'll take one hit, but it's like, "Oh, if I can take two hits, I'm good." You know? It's like you set your spot, you set yourself limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get that same, you know, people egging you on, "Hey, I do this, you got to do this." But at the same time, you have the power of choice. You have the right to say no. You don't have to give in. But if you're one of those socially awkward person or somebody, you know, that gives in to peer pressure all the time, I'm, I'm sorry for you guys. But if you're a strong-willed person that knows their limitations, that can keep it together, even under the influence, and know exactly if you're going to be doing something, you know, if you're going to drink a lot or... You're gonna, like I said, if you're gonna smoke, make sure you got somebody here watching you, someone that's sober, someone that you know you can trust that can look out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that way, you know, just to make sure you're okay. Because, you know, bo- people's bodies react differently to certain things. Not everyone is built the same. So, oh, shit. So it's like, you know. I'm not oceaning at that, sorry. I just saw something that just popped up which is pretty much pop culture but go ahead sir yeah so and like i said that to me like well i do it i wish because i'm just waiting for like these this because right now i work for a company that you know they'll do random drug testing and pretty much my job is tied to it so i can't really be able to do it because i would love to do cbd but now they're thinking of putting drug tests to define cbd which to me was bull because People don't realize CBD is an extract of the plant itself. We can help you with treatment anxiety, help you uh, treat inflammation, help you with arthritis, help you with glaucoma, even help you with got cancer that can help you knock it down with a few pegs. Crohn's disease too. And Crohn's disease, like all these diseases, just from a plant people. But of course, with us being controlled by big pharma, you know, big pharma lying in the pockets of politicians, it's hard. For me, I would love to do CBD because believe me, I got inflammation in my knee. I had the knee surgery. Years back, I feel it in my joints. I feel it in my knee every time it's cold outside or it's raining. There's days I don't want to walk. Even when I get up, I feel that pain. Or when I'm driving, my knee locks up. But I can't use a topical cream because they'll detect it. And when I saw that we got legalized, yeah, I will like at least try an edible just to get the idea of it. But I can't do it because my job plays it. So that's something to me. Even if I get a medical stuff, I'll still get let go. Because it's like it's still that stigma. Which but people don't realize, yeah, I mean, if you fucking jump, retarded. And I hate it's it's and funny, I hate but you can that. have, it's like, so you can have painkillers and they don't say anything. You can, have a, you can have a prescription, or you can be, you can have a crazy dependency on painkillers. You can have That's a dependency to alcohol. You can, they never test you for drinking alcohol outside of your, they don't test for alcohol at work. They, they can fuck off if, if, fuck all if they don't, even, if they go to drunk. I've worked with people who are drunk at work, or have we all need to take a little edge off, and I get that, but, like, and since you brought that up when it comes to employment testing, uh, Vegas became one of the first cities to to ban that. So now, considering that Nevada is a state that marijuana is legal, um, employers are not, are, are um, they're not allowed to test you for marijuana. That's great. Honestly, that hopefully Being, that... It's like it's like you said, being responsible. It's like we're not asking you to be high when you're on the job because you are getting paid to do provide a service that you. But if you're you paying, but for. if you're paying, and for me, I have anxiety, 
and it's hard for me to control myself. Because you're not on the clock. So at that I'm point, not on the clock, but it's like, yeah, I'm not on the clock. I would love just to calm myself down, but it's kind of hard. I try to keep it together at work and, of course, my needs. So it's like, you know, I wish I could, I could use CBD, you know, at least a cream, you know, but the problem is if they're going to start testing for it, it's like, to me, it's like, yeah. you'd, want, you'd rather have people work through the pain or be agitated, but still be able to get their, their job done. Oh my Which God. to me There's is so ridiculous. And look for me, when I had the knee surgery years back, I went through that whole straight edge phase where I didn't drink or do drugs. I had a bottle. They, they gave me a prescription of narcotics. Never opened that bottle at all. I pretty much went through the pain of, you know, rehabbing and everything. So I didn't take any painkillers at all. So it's like, because I felt I didn't want to be like, you know, because, you know, athletes, when they get injured and stuff, they get addicted to painkillers. They'll start developing a codependency and stuff. That's why, you know, Rob Gronkowski is trying to push the whole CBD thing to treat injuries. He's, he's becoming an advocate to treat that. But, like I said, of course, sorry guys, you gotta get a little political, but that's something I wanted to bring up. But like I said, you know, it's like, you know, how drugs are being portrayed in media and stuff, you know, the stereotypical drug dealer and stuff. It's like, you know, it's basically, you know, it's usually based on stories and all that stuff. It's like, uh, that's something I just wanted to bring up and, you know, and of course, you know, what's it? Um, only thing I look forward to in 2010 is to see if, I don't want to be like, um... A dick or anything, and of course, World War Three was one of the training things on Twitter because our so-called president decided, you know what? I'm gonna sh- um, I'm gonna go over Congress. I'm gonna launch a drone strike to an, to a general in Iran, and of course, tensions between our two countries are kind of like you know high and all, and of course, I decided, you know what? Best interest of myself. Now, Benjamin himself, he's thinking that he's claiming it's for security of the country, but no, it was basically his own whim. He decided, you know what? I'll set a drone strike. <laughs> so now this whole thing's going on. It's like, I honestly, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know what kind of retaliation that Iran's going to plan on, but I know they're going to plan on retaliation. But, I mean, I don't know. But I can't really say too much. I know... Um, Thing Bill Burr was talking about today on this podcast as well. I know you were listening to Bill Burr earlier. Biko. Yeah, um, basically just with the water or talking about sports, but uh, no, uh, I I don't know anything about the Iran. I mean, I listened to enough of the Iran situation, but I know I for what they say he did was wrong. I don't I don't think he was alone in this situation because he's getting fed and he's getting fed intelligence by our, our many fucking many so-called what they say there in the government their intelligence committees and all that stuff that send and relay the operation and whatever they tell him to do. I'm not saying that he didn't green light that either because they do have to go check with him. But um, in our constitution, it does say that Congress has the power to only they have the power to start wars and you can say shit like that and what he did was very or whoever whoever was on board with him doing that strike or giving the green light um they essentially committed something very similar to archduke ferdinand went through back in world war one they got um, assassinated. We, it's yeah for what they and for when i was listening to on npr uh all they were saying was 
it's as it's pretty much compared if for them if they like launched an attack and killed and assassinated our Secretary of State or our Secretary of Defense. So like we hit so many very prominent in their culture, let alone in their government official staff. Uh, and then our media is trying to play it like, oh, this guy was a terrible person and shit like that. And of course, it for them it works in their favor because we don't know sh- the media. American media hardly says anything positive about Iran, let alone talks about any of their state officials and anybody in their government. So they can essentially portray somebody however they want to. And look, yes, if he if he did plan attacks on American soldiers, which with the embassy getting attacked and in Baghdad and all that shit going down, like. And now I just read, which I went, oh shit about, was that it says that uh, during an Iraq parliament voting, U.S. troops are have to be evacuated from Iraq. Wow. And the U.S. military agreed. So they're not only, so now they're getting, they're pulling away from there. So we're, we're seeing, we're seeing two things. Whoever's giving Trump, whoever's controlling the puppet they clearly want to start some shit relatively before the, this 2020 election coming up. And two, uh, this sets a bad precursor to what we might see as an alliance out there between uh, China, Russia, and Iran because they decided to not observe the nuclear deal that we pulled out of. So now they're not observing that because we, we fucked that up by going and killing this guy. So it's it's ridiculous that we're gonna see him go on this essentially this campaign trail saying hey we fucking got him yada 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 and then we have secretary officials going and saying well America is just going to do what they need to do because he was he was planning to do bad shit to Americans and fuck that like if they do some shit to us we're gonna fucking do it too so and mind you we, we weren't born during wartime but. 9-11 happened when we were growing up, so I don't think it has... And nothing's really changed ever since then. So that's why we're seeing a lot of pundits, political pundits, go all oh, from one endless war to that we didn't buy into 18 years later after they were like, yeah, we didn't find anything. Of course there was nothing there. It doesn't, yeah, with the whole Iraqi war the yet. same shit, guys. The same shit. Now we're going, oh, no, it's in Iran. Because this guy was planning to do all this, this, this. Dude, it, and there were other officials saying that they already started getting us. But we're not, they're not getting us by bombs, dumbasses. They're going by cyber warfare and sending other things. It's like, the, that's why we see in the movies the war that we, you may think is not the war that, that's going to be fought on the ground. It's the war that's going to be fought in, in what? In our economy, our, our food sources, our things like war. Is, that's why war is hell, people. And like, I feel bad that we have to send 7,000 people out there to go and do their thing. They're what essentially taxpayer money does but here we go again we're doing another fucking war time so what better way to start the roaring 20s by going back into fucking 19 20th century war again yeah um but nonetheless guys we don't know we're gonna have to sit tight on that uh yeah uh, let's like just this yeah sorry guys we got a little political then, but that's just something that no but then here's this and then i read it says for, which the daily mail take for what it's worth but it says um an, a presidential advisor to to iran's president has stated and i quote which it reads straight out of a fucking book hmm. um that that the iranian people do not have a problem with 
American people. They only have a problem with Trump. And that they know this isn't against American people. I was like, what, am I reading this out of a fucking Twitter book? Like, it's a, it's so basically, they don't hate us particularly. No, they just hate one not. individual. Yeah, here you go. Top Iranian advisor says, Tehran's sole problem is Trump, not the average American people. We have zero problems with the, Amer- the American people. We, ever, we even achieved deals with previous U.S. administrations. Our sole problem is Trump, Ashahina says. And then we have the fucking, oh, so much shit. So then we go from that to then I see I see that whole statement saying that we have to pull away from we have to pull away troops from Iraq that we just sent out, and then it says um, honestly we should have pulled those guys back when Iraq already had the government established. Oil, they already had their something's going on. Oil. So like now, it, um, wait. Iranian presidential advisor posts a list of properties owned by Donald Trump and chilling hints of an attack on his real estate empire. Holy shit. Um, and then it says, from, I go from reading that shit to saying that the Harvey Weinstein has just been, um, indicted in, indicted in Los Angeles on sex crime charges. So the New York Times just posted it. Um, which about time? Damn, wait, that's hard. That's how he looks like? What the fuck? He's like walking in a cane and shit. Yeah, Pretending know. to be frail or injured has to be the most obvious fraud a person can I think he's just doing that just to get sympathy. Is he really that dumb or does he think everyone else is? Because I don't believe that for a second that he needs a walker. No, he's trying to show... He's trying to get, you know... <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, I want to give congratulations to Rami. Um, I just started watching a show called Hulu called Rami. Actually, it's really oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. He won a Golden Globe. So hats off to him. I started, I think I only watched like two episodes of it. I got to go back and watch that show. It's on Hulu. It's really good. It's so funny, too. I can tell he's like a stand-up, but... Um, I'm just going on CBR right now. CBR.com. It's comic book resources. It uh, looks like... Um, Christian Bale is in, reportedly in talks to play a role in Taka Waititi's uh, Thor's uh, Love and Thunder. What? Yeah. And, like I said, um, of course, uh, New Mutants, their trailer came out. I mentioned that earlier in the, in the main introduction. They just released a new trailer today. And, of course, the movie comes out. Um, I mean, the cast looks good. Interesting. You know, you got, hey, um, what's her name? You got the girl who plays Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. You got the guy who's the brother, Charlie Heaton, who was in Stranger Things. Um, and look at the names of the characters. I mean, one of them has a good tie to uh, one of the characters' name is Magic. And, of course, uh, if you read X-Men, she's uh, Colossus' sister. And she has abilities as well. It's like... Um, of course, uh, this is focusing on, um, of course, it says here, latest trailer from you, Mr. Lipfice, this is from CB, um, CBR.com, it says, the film will draw heavily from Chris Claremont and Bill's um, Sankovitz, um classic Marvel storyline, the Demon Bear Saga. However, the footage may also reference one of X-Men's biggest foes, Nathaniel Essex, also known as Mr. Sinister. Of course, Barry had seen a, a short name of it in X-Men, uh, X-Men uh, Apocalypse. We got to see like in that one clip about the when they went to, when the X Men crew went to the, the lab and everything. And you saw the name Essex Corporation. That's owned by Mister Sinister. So there's some ties to the, the the classic villains. So I haven't seen the trailer. I was going to plan to see it later. I was going through CBR. And it looks like um, possibly Marvel Studios reportedly developing a new live action Defenders project. What? So it's a possibility. That, um, they won't have to wait that long. 
to uh, bring those characters back. Because, of course, you know, they had the whole contract thing where they can't use those characters for, like, two years last year when there's, all the shows got canceled. But, of course, with, you know, with Moon Knight coming to Disney Plus soon. Yeah. I think they're going to try to, you know, develop it around that. So that'd be kind of cool to see Luke Cage. But to me, I want to see Daredevil. I would love to see him in the next Spider-Man film. Just to help Peter Parker with his, with you know, with his problem. If you remember from Far From Home where he was, when Mysterio's uh, crew pretty much made him look like he's the bad guy. And gave his, his um, secret identity. So I'm thinking that'd be cool. That, that's, that to me would be a good, good point to bring in Matt Murdock to try to defend him. But to me, like that's kind of cool that they are gonna they're planning on bring reviving the the defenders. So that's something that you know something to look at. And then I was just also telling everyone like I was telling everybody about the, I started watching The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched like the first two episodes so far. It looks good. I mean, I don't know if you're missing anything lately, Biko. I don't know if I you're... haven't seen The Witcher. Um, I saw Fleabag won its fucking Golden Globe, which I'm so glad that she's winning. She's become my new crush. Um, <laughs> just from winning alone. Um, no, I haven't seen anything really. I finished Mandalorian. The last episode was pretty decent. Um, yeah. It sucks that we won't get another Baby Yoda for a while, but that he's not really my favorite character in the show. But it's always... And it's interesting that became like a Friday. Oh, yeah, we thing. never got... We got we to gotta touch on that final episode of Mandalorian uh, season one because I don't think we didn't get to mention it last week because we took the week off for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen, like, season like the season finale of Mandalorian was, you know, how would everybody come up with <laughs> come, come up that one? Because remember, the, the, in episode 7, you saw they were pinned down in the in that cantina. Yeah. Because you had uh, Moff Gideon, who was portrayed by um, Gina Carlo Esposito, you know, if you remember from Breaking Bad. Uh, and then you saw, you know, Quill, who ended up getting, uh, Quilly, who ended up getting killed by the Speeders. And, of course, it opens up with the two stormtroopers, who are portrayed by Jason Sudeikis and Polly, were the two stormtroopers, and, of course, um, they had a little banter back and forth about the baby, about the mm-hmm. child, to the point where Jason Sudeikis' stormtrooper accidentally knocked them out, actually hit the child to keep it quiet. Then, of course, he's become, like, the... He's been getting the hatred by the fans on Twitter and social media. <laughs> Even Second City decided to chime in and... And try to say uh, we're not responsible for his actions and all that stuff. So as a, as a joke, and of course we see you know the, the the you know the mercenary droid who was reprogrammed by Quilly he ends up um, saving the child because he was a nurse droid, and he ends up saving the child. They went to go help um, Mando, Kara, and um, of course uh, I forgot um, Kara was his character's name. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, which one? The last episode of the Mandalorian, like, what was his name? Uh, Carl was his character's name in Mandalorian. Um, <sighs> I might have to pull it up now. Can't remember. Uh, I have to pull up the cast. I have to pull. Sorry, guys. I have to pull up the cast. No, here. I don't remember his name. Either. Yeah, I'm just. I can pull up from here. I just want to see what his name. Oh, it just shows like, oh, here we go. I need to be. Oh, 
probably just known as Carl Weathers. I know. I feel like. <laughs> mm -hmm. There you go. Full cast and crew. There we go. Oh, grief is his name. And then um. And then IG Eleven was the, the nurse droid. Um, he ends up saving them. Um, of course, Mando ends up getting like injured mm. to the point that while well, they're trying to escape, it gets to that. You know how the Mandalorian culture, they can't take their helmets off when they're in public or when they're eating, even though it's been contradicted. Because every time it's like, this is the way, even though it's been contradicted in previous Star Wars media, you know, like Jango Fett had his helmet off, and some characters in Clone Wars, and also Sabine in, uh, in Rebels had their helmets off. But I guess for him, he wanted to stay pure, wearing a few pure Mandalorians. And then, um, I just was like, I'm going to destroy... I can help you, I can heal you, you know. And, you know, Mando's like, oh, I don't want to take my helmet off. And then we find out his real name. Oh, yeah. This grief mom, um, Goff Midian reveals that his name is, um, was it Din the Jarn? Yeah. No, so we, he knows it's like... No, who, we get to see him. So, like, the... And we get to see, uh, Pedro Pasquale, who, obviously, you can tell by his voice. If you follow him from Game of Thrones and Narcos, he was basically the Mandalorian. Um, you get to see his face, face briefly because, um, you know, he had to get his helmet removed just to, so he could get treated medically. And then, of course, IG-11, um, pretty much said, you know, I'm not human. I'm a droid. I'm just a droid. And you know how Mando has that whole ill will towards droids. And then, two, two, we got to see the rest of the, um, the flashback where, you know, how he got saved. Yeah, we It's saw all that. the Mandalorians. They went to go save the people and they found him and he becomes like a foundling. So, they were able to escape. They escape on the ground with, um, and we find out uh, the armor. She's there, and pretty much, um, he has to find out what he needs to do next. And she says, um, pretty much that child is his, uh, foundling. Mm -hmm. And that supposedly, we found out more about the species that supposedly species were like, you know, they're, they keep telling calling my soldiers and stuff, but they're not. And and now, basically, technically right now, until he takes them back to his people, to the child, to the people, to his race, he's basically, he's basically the, the child's father, like a foundling. So I think what, it kind of sets it up for what season two is going to be, like him trying to find a planet. Yeah. And we'll Hopefully train the child, too. Drop in too. So I know it's been announced, like, fall... Of this year, it's going to be season two. We'll be coming on Disney Plus. Um, I mean, honestly, I love the show. And of course, um, they just announced uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven will be coming out February seventeenth. So we get to see the season seven that's supposed to wrap up everything in Clone Wars, leading up to you know episode three of Star Wars. Because we never got that full transition, and of course, you know, I know one of the writers, um, Dave Filoni, was. Um, Contemplating that maybe they'll do a sequel to Rebels. Because, of course, you see Asuka's adult when she's an adult in Rebels. You get to see her for a little bit and just to show her, possibly show her faith in Rebels. Because she got into a fight with Vader. She ends up, like, coming across. Like I said, I haven't seen Rebels, but it's like I, I haven't seen it. And, you know, it kind of teases her fight with um, Darth because, of course, you know. Anakin was his uh was her her trainer her master so it's like 
And I know that was shown in Rebels, so of course, you know, they're talking about possibly doing a sequel to it. Um, like I said, and of course we got, like I said, we got a lot of Marvel, like we got Winter Soldier, Falcon coming out later this year. We got WandaVision coming out later this year. We got Black Widow coming out <laughs> in theaters. Oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. But, oh, what, what else are looking forward for in 2020? Um, I'm looking for Marvel to not suck. Hmm. Um... I want to see, I guess, how these shows turn out. I'm not, I'm not overly excited about them. Um, my bad, I just got, uh, I, I, like, I think I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, the streaming wars play out a little more. I'm looking for more reasons why I should keep Netflix. Uh, after, because I'm not too particularly fond of a lot of shows that I should need to keep it. Like I'm still finishing up PE Blinders, and I'll still have other ones that I can finish throughout. But like, um, I read that Stranger Things is ending relatively soon, and uh, they're not doing it after season four, so the next one should be the last. Which I'm pretty sure is just going to be Chernobyl, and we're going to see the Russians play in more to it. Um. I'm also, I, I want to see, like, the, obviously Netflix is pumping their money into the, into the original, original stuff, which is working, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I got back to Castlevania. No, like, I, they have a bunch of pro- properties that are very good, and, like, they just got to keep pumping their money towards the good stuff that's working, close out the ones that are out, basically out the door, like, Orange and New Black's done now, um, Stranger Things will be done Bojack soon. Horseman's done. Bojack Horseman's about to be done, um, a lot of, like... Uh, we're going to see a lot more of The Witcher in the next four to five years. We're going to see it become something prominent, like I want to say, comparably to Game of Thrones. I think people are still in that whole um, type of lore when it comes to medieval and shit like that. That's still popular. I think Game of Thrones is leaving that niche mm-hmm. open. Um, I think Hollywood's going to... Bu- they're going to have to bust it out this year with some movies. Uh Considering that I think indie titles are going to get more, um, I think they should get more praise because it's just the more and more TV has become kind of like the standard and movies are taking a back burner. I want to see that come out because I think with stuff being thrown onto streaming platforms, uh, I think the wittier the better the shows are going to be the ones that stand out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like Fleabag is going to stand out on Amazon. Uh, Mr. And Mar- that was here. And then people at work are talking about the show you. Yeah, like that. That Yeah, but that's... If, if you like serial killer shit, that's not really serial killer. He's just an over-obsessed stalker who's taking people out to get to the girl he wants, which is the opposite of what... People are comparing it to Dexter. I'm like, did you not read... De- did you not see Dexter? It's completely different. And he, he, oh god, okay, little side note, the only reason why Dexter was a, a fucking, the different, different from this you guy, which I haven't seen the show, but like, I've, I've been around enough people, and like, I'll probably watch it once the hype is done, because I like Chris D'Elia, he's in there, one of my favorite comedians, uh, check it out, his acting chops, youngest <laughs> guy alive, uh, but like, he... The whole stalker character making him dreamy because, like, oh, there's more of a female demographic that listens to true crime podcasts and watch true crime shit. Like, girls like that shit. I'm not saying guys don't either. I'm into that stuff like that, but not upset, not to the point that I have to romanticize 
essentially creepy people. Like, uh, and I, I love Dexter, but I love the novels. And then watching it come onto the screen was pretty cool. But like, that character is completely different. He set up a regular life so he can hide his, what is his lizard thing, his lizard brain. He he created a normal life from around himself. Mm-hmm. This one guy is just overly obsessed with this one girl that he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I said, that's what I hear at work. I was like, oh, you gotta check out you, and it's like, I'm honestly to me, I'm not into that kind of stuff. But it's like, I don't know. It's like I hardly go on Netflix. Like I said, I just went back on Netflix. I mean, one thing I kind of do on Netflix is because they got a lot of like animes that are not available on Crunchyroll Funimation. And then I just found out this one anime I need to watch. It's the first season's on uh, Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. But the, the Netflix got the, the rights to season two. So it's not it's like I got to watch season two of this anime on you know on Netflix. And I can't wait for Beastars. Because it's like, I, I listen to this other po- um, podcast called Anime Summit, which is really cool. Definitely recommend if you're a big anime guy. I like it because they have like group dis- discussions and they mentioned Beastars. It's based on a manga. It's basically like they're animals, but they're anthropomorphized, so they're kind of like human almost, but they're animals. But it's like them trying, like it follows like this one wolf who's trying to control his uh, his primal urges, basically. And the anime just finished its first season; they now season two, but right now it's only available on Netflix in Japan. So I'm assuming Netflix here in the U.S. is waiting for that to get the rights to bring it over here, probably get their own. Their own dub cast and get their own actors to dub it. I mean, there's some animes on Netflix that are exclusive. That you know, I watched um, the Seven Deadly Sins. I watched a Redsco. There's one that's by the director of Cowboy Bebop, Carol and Tuesday, which about these two girls. You know, the premise is them you know making music, which they just released part two. I definitely need to go watch that. Um, pretty much, you know, like I said. Yeah, Netflix is putting a lot of their money and effort towards original programs. Yeah, they're going to let some licenses go away, but that doesn't hurt because then, think about it, once they lose a license, other services can pick up those pieces. Yeah, it's like when people went crazy because Friends left. You know, I mentioned that earlier in the podcast that they meant in the intro that people went crazy because Friends left now and Friends won't be on streaming for a while until, you know, HBO Max opens up. Because remember, Warner Studios is the one that, you know, Warner Brothers Studios is the one that worked on Friends. And, of course, HBO Max is on my Warner Media, so they're going to bring it on there. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Netflix has to up their game. But it's like I said, it's like a lot of stuff, you know, it's a lot of things to watch. You know, it's a lot of options. Yeah. and I mean, it's better than having 300 channels that you pay like 80 bucks a month for and don't, and you see the same three of them. And I, mean, I don't see why people are freaking out, like, oh, you paid this much money to get your office thing. It's like, well, people do that all the time with just regular satellites. So it's just... I, I have it just so I can watch see. sports. I got it just so I can watch sports. Right. Because I can get my regional sports. And, like, of course, if you guys like watch football, normal. and then plus, too, I'm going to get to it before we go. At least do a little sports. And, of course, there's a lot of memes and stuff happening right now. You know, Star Park, Star Pokey fun of it. Of course... You watched football last weekend. The Patriots were upset by the Tennessee Titans, so everyone's making Tom oh, Brady jokes. And, of course, South Park decided to chime in because, you know, they had that one episode about the turd burglars, you know, stealing, a, like, Tom Brady's poop or something and injecting it into yourself to make you feel better. There's a, there's a lot of jokes of Tom Brady and the Patriots, and I just saw this thing on um, 
comic book resources. So yeah, guys, we're not gonna have the Patriots Super Bowl this year. So that means you can stop watching the football now. No, if you if you're a big Patriots fan, sorry guys. But for people who got bored at the last Super Bowl, I'm sorry. I fell asleep through most of that game <laughs> last year. Yeah, that was a that was a, probably the one, I don't even like football, but like that was probably one of the worst. And apparently, Fox ever. Sports decided to chime in on the fun. That's and look so at this, sorry. they did a. So they put, they put this video on their Twitter feed, and it's like it, they basically took like they pretty much took the Lord of Rings type thing with the ring melting, and they, it's the Patriots logo, and they see Tom Brady's face imposed on the. <laughs> The Iosaurum being destroyed, and again, showing people like the, the cast from Lord of the Rings, it says NFL fans on it. I'm describing the thing right now. The tower's falling, it's Tom Brady's face, so basically saying, you know, defending, it says the defending champs have been defeated, hashtag tighten up. So it's, yeah, they like to put in their fun too, so it's kind of funny. Because <laughs> um, honestly, you know, Patriots, those only, in, you know, in the past, they've been, you know, charged with all. Spying on their opponents, the football thing, the football gate with the inflated footballs and underinflated footballs to work to their advantage. Um, so it's going to make it an interesting Super Bowl because you know the matchups could be interesting. We're not going to see the same old teams; it'll be different teams, different players. Hopefully, it'll be exciting. Um, hopefully, Super Bowl will be exciting this year, as opposed to last year's like Snug uh, Stug Fest, you know. Sleep fest because obviously that was the most boring Super Bowl I have ever seen. So hopefully it will get better. Um, and basically, who I'm gunning for to like get the NFC side, you know, I'm a Bears fan, but it's like I'm either looking at towards possibly the Seattle Seahawks because honestly, them, I'm looking for either them or the Niners. You know, you know one of those. I would like to see the Niners and the Seahawks go out for the NFC Championship game. You know. And see the Hawks back in the Super Bowl again, or in the AFC side you have the Chiefs. Um, but like I said, with the AFC, you get to see these different teams at it going at it. So it's like Texans. It'd be nice to see the Texans in the Super Bowl because honestly, they've been uh, around since 2002. You know, I'd be interested to see them go to the Super Bowl. That'd be to the first one, to their first dance. So it's, it'd be interesting to see. Um, of course, our uh, buddy Elf kind of chimes in right now. Buddy Elf the cat kind of chimed in right now, but. Uh, yeah, like he's saying right now. Yeah, I know, buddy. Um, but, um, yeah. <laughs> so, saw Brady, saw Patriots. I guess they're going to have to watch from home this year. So, like I said, a different environment, you know. But, other than that, I mean, ow. <laughs> other than that, you know, it's like something, you know. Look forward to, um, other than that, I mean, yeah, like I said, it'll be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting year, like a lot of changes, you know, we're going to get new consoles later this year, and the console wars, I don't know, it's going to get to the point that console wars are basically going to be over, we're basically cross-platforming with PC and stuff, I mean, it's been an increase in PC gamers, but it's like, and, you know, playing the computer, but I never played on the computer as much, because, you know, this is a hand to pass, or, Computer systems I had in the past were not gaming computers. I I had never had the thrill of building my own PC. I know we got a cousin who's working on getting, getting ordering parts and possibly building his own gaming PC. Because you know you got Steam, so you got access to a lot of games. Um, but other than that, um, can't really think of anything else to talk about. Well, to mention, but like I said, hopefully, um, 
like I said, I know we're like I said, we were supposed to do a year review. We didn't get to it. I do apologize, guys. Um, we are working on trying to get our buddy Ivan back on the episode. I know he wants to come back and discuss more stuff and you know to pick up where we left off with him. Um, we do want to do another. Possibly, we'll probably do another um, commentary, uh, a viewers' commentary. You know. Uh, Podcast with a view, you know, um, probably watch a film and give our own commentary with the film, like we did with the Super Marbers. So, we might do a, we'll pick a film, either it doesn't have to be a great film, or if you guys have any suggestions, you can um, go to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash talking pop, and you can look up on there if you have a suggestion for us to, you know, um, if you want to do commentary for a certain film, we're looking forward to dedicating an episode of that to commentary. Because it was kind of fun doing that, doing um, commentary on Super Mario Bros. the movie, you know, after all these years. Um, it was kind of fun talking about it and all this stuff while watching the film itself. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to see what, you know, like like Biko said, what Hollywood has to offer this year in terms of film. Um, like I said, they again, need to step up the game because, of course, people are going towards them for streaming. And it's been a while for me to be in a theater. It's been a lot. I mean, like I said, the last movie we went to go see was The Rise of Skywalker, but... Before that, it was like a while before I went to a theater. So it's like, it's been a long time. So, we're going to do, um, I guess we're going to wrap it up here. Um, if you want to follow episodes on a podcast, you can check it out on Anchor. I think our sponsor, Anchor, for sponsoring this podcast. You can also check out this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow me on Twitter at the franchise eighty five. You can tweet me questions, you know, comments, you know, any suggestions for topics you want me and Biko to discuss on a future episode, or if you got any idea of any film you want us to do commentary on, you know, feel free to tweet me on there. Like I said, you can check out the backlog of episodes on, you know, I mentioned on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fix. Um, go to facebook.com slash talking pop with the franchise and Biko. You check our Facebook page. You know, we post links to the episodes. If you guys have any comments, you guys have got suggestions, like I said, suggestions for any movies or films or TV shows you want to discuss or any films you want to do commentary, you can, of course, post it on there or any questions regarding to the world of pop culture. Like I said, we try to do our best to have a new episode every week. You know, this is a new year, 2020. Um, we can also check out our store. It's go to Teespring and search for Talking Pop. We got T-shirts. We got merchandise. You know, support the podcast so we can at least get some extra revenue. Um, we uh, will discuss future plans on the expanding the podcast. But right now, it's all in the planning stages. Of course, you know with our work schedules, that's kind of like we gotta find some time to get together. So that's something. I, I, there's other things I do want to plan with the podcast, but right now it's in the planning stages. So, honestly, pretty much that's it for you guys. So, as always, geek on and take care. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the franchise and Biko. Just letting you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs, and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers, so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, whatever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care.